Why, hello there. You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. This is the podcast where we only put out aesthetic vibes. There are too many bad vibes in the universe, so this podcast is dedicated to turning that around and spreading all the positivity. This podcast will focus on all types of relevant and irrelevant topics. Sometimes we dive into the deep and meaningful, and other times they're completely meaningless. But one thing's for sure, you will walk away with a really aesthetic vibe. And I hope I can empower you to build a really aesthetic life. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to be talking about my personal ghost story. Um, And I have a special guest here. My husband is dropping in. He's never heard this story before. So I am going to talk him through it. He believes that he can debunk this entire story. So uh, we're going to roll with that. And then we'll actually close out with a question you had 24 hours to live what would you do so welcome my husband hi sean hello so (laughs) let me just clarify when we say debunk your story in general i think we can just debunk any ghost story like i think i don't know if i agree so let's see how we go because you know this is a it's a bit of a rough story it's a wild one um, but let's see how we go, and uh, yeah, let's go. And just keep in mind, I've actually never heard this story, uh, <laughs> so I'm just as intrigued as you guys. Okay, so this story dates back, um, I think at the time, I was trying to work this out this morning, but I think at the time I was roughly 12. So that would put me in year six, right? Yeah. We moved into a house out in the western suburbs of New South Wales, Australia, so out in Sydney. The house was just a stock standard brick house, three bedrooms, nothing special about it, kitchen at the back, it had a double car garage. My bedroom was at the very front of the house and my brother's bedroom was down the hallway. Okay, so I'm going to describe to you a couple of different events that occurred. I don't have a particular order that these occurred in. And because I was so young, it was very difficult for me to kind of go, oh, this happened first, that happened second. So I'm just going to describe some of the different things. Um, and, and mind you, this is over a one-month period. I'm, I'm, already, I'm already skeptical. Why? Well, the mind of a 12-year-old <laughs> goes crazy. And you're in a new house. Oh. Okay. Keep going. So probably the first one that I am going to go to. So I mentioned in the description that there was a double car garage. So um, my mother would park her car in there and there was a laundry at the very back with like a partition between the actual garage and the laundry. And then there was a door on the back of the uh, laundry that led you into the garage. So we used to play... 
uh, so is my uh, sibling, we used to play handball. Handball was massive because we played handball at school. And so you'd go home and play handball, which was always more difficult because at school you had those four, the king, queen, jack and dunce, I think they called it. Yeah, but I just played, like, doesn't, didn't your garage have like lines in the cement that you played? Uh, no, I don't, I don't remember, but we just played the two of us back and forward. And I remember one day we were playing in there. And so mind you, we used to get home first and then my mum would come home and then, um, her partner at the time would be the last one through the door. So we would just go out the back, uh, into the garage in the meantime and just play handball. So I remember one particular afternoon we were like, okay, let's go do this. Let's go play handball. And we went in, we walked in through the first door, which just as a reminder, that's to the laundry. And then you go through a second door to the garage. And we left both of them open, but we turned the light on in the garage because we were like, okay, it's dark. Um, And we didn't pull the shutter or anything up because that's just open to the street, right? So we were waiting for my mum to get home. We were in there playing handball and all of a sudden both of the doors leading out into the backyard slammed shut and we were like what's going on here and then the next minute the lights turned out and we were in a pitch black garage like pitch black and so then we ran to the doors trying to get out but the doors were actually locked so we couldn't physically get out and we were like screaming and banging on the door and we were like oh my god like what the hell and we were stuck in there. And then luckily enough, about five or 10 minutes later, my mum got home and they found us locked in the garage, screaming the place down because we got stuck in there. Okay. That's, that's, that's a pretty scary like story. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what? I would be freaking out too if I was 12. Yeah, because it was just one thing, the next, the next. And when the doors were locked... We were like, holy crap. And it wasn't like we couldn't even get through the first one. But then when my mum got home, both of them were locked and they had to unlock them to get us out. Yeah. Do you, do you, want, do you want me to tell you what happened? Sure. What you will find is you have multiple doors open in a house and you have a breeze that comes through. Boom. Slam shut. This is a garage out back. No, it there, there it was, doesn't matter. There, there, was no, there was no breeze. It was just, look. It was plain and simple. It was the wind. So the wind, okay, well, let's play this out. So the wind shut the doors, turned the light off, and then locked the doors on, their, on its way through. Brilliant. That's great rationale. No, you haven't let me get that. <laughs> it's a sequence of events. Right. It's just so easily explained. The wind has, like, you get drafts through houses. That's like that's what a hallway does. Like, if you have a window open. There was no hallway. It was two doors. Yeah, two consecutive <laughs> doors, which make a hallway. <laughs> to, to clarify, it was not a hallway. In a, in a laundry. It's, it's the same thing. So anyway, the doors have slammed. What were they? Those little press button locks or those little little locks like what we've got where you can like just flick it to the side and it's I can't, locked? I can't remember what type of lock. So that, well, let's just assume that that was a type of lock. And the slamming of the doors with the great pace that they've hit the door frame They've just clipped lock. Both of them. So so we've got the wind. Well, it's the same lock. They'd be the same lock throughout the two doors. Yeah, so but how could two of them be locked? I'm just telling you what happened. That's so so, 
So we've just had a, a spot of bad luck here. The wind's yeah. walked on through and done its thing. Well, you've seen it here. Every time I leave the garage door open by accident, all you hear is this big slam and the house starts to vibrate because I've left the other door open and the wind... Come. <laughs> okay. Shut so, it. So, what about, it. so what about the lights then? The lights? Yeah, what happened to the lights? How close are they to the doors usually? Every single light switch is usually within... 30 centimetres of a door. Pop. <laughs> There's no pop. <laughs> There's no pop. Where were the light switches? Were they outside the doors? Like how? No, so there was one in the laundry on the wall and then there was one in the garage on the door so as well. So you were in the garage? We were in the garage. So did you just flick the light back on? No, we tried and we couldn't get it back on. So it wasn't working? No, it wasn't working. So it was like a breaker switch that went... Okay, so let's just uh, let's just so retrace a, our steps here. That was a good story. So the wind blew, the doors slammed, <laughs> they they locked, and then the break, <laughs> and then the lights went out in the house because yeah. the circuit went out. Yeah, because this is all because like doors are heavy, and the ones especially to your garage and your laundry are heavy because they're supposed to keep intruders out. So they slam, they turn the breaker off, and they lock themselves. Okay, it's that simple. Okay, well, let me talk you through... But I definitely can see how you could think that at the age of 12, that that could happen. Yeah, because it, the way that you've explained it, it's a series of unfortunate events. But the way I've described it is, it was really, really scary. Yeah, uh, and, and do you know what? I'm not minimising the fear that you would have <laughs> felt that day. Thank you. Because... It was real fear. <laughs> real fear... <laughs> On a really, really dark day. <laughs> Let me talk you through another incident. Okay, go for it. So this isn't my incident. This was something my mum actually reported completely separate to the garage incident with Who, us. Who'd she report this to? Me. Oh, I was thinking... <laughs> the popo. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. The five a ghost. O. I was thinking she, did, she filled out a report. She did all this. <laughs> she so, reported it to so, me. Yeah, so this was her story. This is her story. So she was sick one day um, and came home from work in the middle of the day. I already know why this is not true. Well, no. Okay. Keep going. So she was really not feeling well. Um, anyway, got home and she was like, okay, well, I need to go and rest. It's the only way I'm going to feel better. She went, laid down and tried to go to sleep. Couldn't get to sleep because she had a really bad headache. And then she was laying in bed when she heard and like felt footsteps running full pelt from the, don't look at me like that, from the kitchen all the way to the bedroom, stopped at the door. And then turned around and ran away again. Oh, is that the story? That's the story. So then it was like a loud, like like completely full pelt down the hallway, stops at the door, obviously sees her, turns around and then pelt, full pelt out the other side. Straight back down the hallway and out the door. Okay. Do you guys have pets back then? Yeah, but the pets, so this is the thing, the pets wouldn't come inside. So we had two cats, and they both refused to come inside. If they came inside, they would stay in the corner of the dining room on a pillow tucked under the table. Otherwise, they refused to come inside, and they would go crazy, like crazy screaming and just trying to get out. They just The two cats could not do it. Yeah, I, I can see how those events could be really, really scary for, you, for your mother. But unfortunately... Like, you come home from work sick. She probably had a bit of a fever. 
Oh, you're saying it's a fever. It's a fever-induced yeah, she, running up and down yeah, the hallway. and a migraine. So, there you go, Mum. You've imagined all of it. Yeah, you've probably had... <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Okay, so what about the cats not wanting to come in? You probably were squirting them with water. We never in a million years would have done that to our pets. Well, not you. Who? My mum. <laughs> She's going, no, and shaking his head. <laughs> I have to be very careful what we say. <laughs> She's coming for you. Maybe your sibling. No, we never. We never. Eight year old. No, eight. I was twelve. That made him six. No, absolutely not. We would never do that. Okay, so you come home from work. Right. So you're claiming fever. You got a migraine. Yeah. So migraines affect what? What part? Uh, Let's talk medically here. Oh, let's not. Well, just for a second. Medically. It depends, right? So I saw this thing on TikTok that explained where your headache is and what that means. So the guy was like, oh, if it's in the front of your head, that's tension. If it's in the top of your head, that's food and water. If it's in the back of your head, and he explained each part of the head. Yeah. So like, could have been a cluster headache, could have been a migraine, could have been tension headache. They all... Oh, well, you hallucinate when you get them. No, well, you definitely get what they call photophobia. So the light affects it. Don't roll your eyes. (laughs) I'm just telling you what happened that day. (laughs) So you come home, you're not feeling the best. You got a bit of a fever. You're asleep. You have a snooze. What's the best thing for a headache? Yep, asleep. So you wake up from this sleep. You're a little bit dazed and you hear these noise outside your room. That's it. All right. Okay. So there we go. We've reasoned it away. Okay, so what about cupboards opening by themselves in the kitchen? Yep. So tell me the story. Is that the story? So it used to happen all the time. It used to happen all the time. We'd go to bed. Everything would be shut. Everything would be, like, put away. Cupboards closed. And then wake up in the morning and some of, like, the cupboards and drawers would be open in the kitchen. Like all of them? Like what you see in movies where they're just, like... No, (laughs) not that dramatic. Like, it wasn't every single one, but there might be, like, three or four open. And just, like, a normal... like Like your cutlery drawer or something? Yeah, like cutlery drawer, the pantry. Like, it could just be anything, but there'd be a few opened. And my mum would be like, oh, we shut these last night what are these doing open and go and close them again and mind you my brother and i like when we went to bed we went to bed we didn't get up or run around or anything like that because bedtime is bedtime and like we never would we would have gotten in trouble because bed is bed so it was neither of us so look i've got two theories for this one okay the first is so simple like have you ever gone downstairs and one of these cupboards downstairs at our place hasn't been shut properly very rarely. Yeah, it's because those silly magnets that hold the cupboards, they're terrible. Ours are terrible. We actually need all new magnets. Like those corner cupboards. Oh, the, the corner ones are shit. Are horrible. And they just, they don't stick, they don't do anything, they just open. But they only open a little way, like an inch. Like You can barely tell. So these are like fully opened. Yeah. And it's not just the, the normal cupboards or the corner cupboards. It's a range of different things, like a drawer, a cupboard, yeah, and you said one of the main ones was your pantry cupboard. Yeah. My other theory, and the reason why this theory is probably going to be the most appropriate, is sleepwalking. So Who slept and walked? Well, I can tell you that as a child, with my child brain, that I sleptwalked. Yeah, but nobody sleptwalked in the house. So 
Yeah, but no one knows that because you're all asleep. Oh, my God. So, so is this going back to, like, sleepwalking murder? Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe not that extreme. <laughs> no, sleepwalking child murder. No, because I clearly have been told many a time that I've been, like, standing in my mum and dad's doorway being like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then I was asleep and they had to just gently, like, Come on, Sean, tap me on the back and put me back in bed. And I can clearly see how if someone was a little bit peckish in the middle of the night, they didn't get their dessert that night because they were naughty kids and they were asleep. Okay. And they slept what? Or you had a headache and an infection. (laughs) And you're delusional. Well, it wasn't just one person finding the cupboards. It was like we would like each find them and be like, what the hell? No, and like I'm... You know, part of this is for me is debunking, being a bit facetious and joking, but I, I think that's a pretty accurate explanation of okay. what what can be happening. So, what so are, three events in one month. Was it the first only, month of you getting there or did you just be like, oh, let's pack our shit and go? No, so that's what happened at the end. So we went there and I think we only lived there for about a month or so, but it just got to the point where all this stuff was happening and, like, my mum was like, we can't stay here. Like, we physically can't stay here because it was just one thing after another. So we ended up packing up and then moving, like, well well up the coast to Central Coast. Um, Not just next door. You're like, that's it. We're going yeah, yeah, no, 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 to leave Sydney. It's, <laughs> it's Sydney's fault. It's not. <laughs> we're out. And we left. Down so, Sydney. Um, okay, so I've got a, a couple more. So I've got, so my mum's partner would sometimes go out to the garage, maybe putting a load of washing on or whatever, and then um, of a, like would come back in after doing whatever it was. There was a night where he went out there to do something. I don't remember what it was. Like the garage? Area, yes, garage, the garage laundry. laundry area. So this is the epicenter of the um, this stuff paranormal got, activity. Yeah. Okay, right. So he went out there to do something. I don't remember what he did. Then he came piss bolting inside, face white, and he was like, he was standing in the laundry garage area when something jumped on his back. What? No, I mean, like, like I, so- I, I'm literally just, like, picturing just, like, a big spider jumping on your back. But, yeah, keep going. No, like, a big force, like, somebody just leaping onto his back. Yeah. And he was like, oh, my God, and then ran as fast as possible out of there because he was like, something literally just jumped on my back and there was nothing there, nothing visible, nothing. Well, I think you by this stage, you guys have freaked everyone out in the house. <laughs> so what, it's all now a figment of our imagination. The decision has been made. No. But, I, I mean, yeah, you can't really no. debunk that one. No. Unless, like, a towel fell from the laundry and... Yeah, but it didn't. Was it, was it night time? What time it was, was night time, yeah. Everything happens at night. It does. Hey? It really does. And then probably there was a couple of other little things. I don't know if you remember those uh, built-in cupboards that were timber and they had the cut out middle bit and it usually had a piece of glass across the middle. No, I can't even picture it. So, so like a built timber built in. Yeah. And the center is cut out and it's got shelves and you can put stuff in there and it's usually got glass that you can close so you can see through to whatever stuff you've got on the little shelves. Never seen them. Oh, okay. I'll show you later, but um I would go to sleep in my room and the glass in the built-in would just randomly shake. And it wasn't that this happened once. This happened nearly every other night. 
and I'd be laying in bed and then the whole thing would be shaking and then I ended up not being able to stay in that room and I ended up sleeping in my brother's room because it was so like it just never stopped and it was always in the middle of the night like the house is dead quiet and then the cupboard starts rattling like 3:01 a.m. Yeah, something like that, the spooky hour. So yeah, I would I was like no, I can't sleep in here. Like this is this is not where it's at. I mean, pretty freaky. Yeah. But it is an old house and it had built-ins that I've never even heard of. So they must have been really old. They were really old. They so, were like they're kind of like 80s. You'd know if you saw it. Yeah, cuz I'm picturing now just like this weird bit of glass or perspex. Yeah, like it was glass, it wasn't perspex, and it sat in it was um, like a wooden frame. It was it was like wooden, but it had like little runs. It's a wind. Could... <laughs> the wind. No, it would have rattled it. The wind would have rattled it. So there was wind every single night. It could have been a mild breeze. <laughs> or vibrations. Where you it was you probably lived near a main road. Uh no, we didn't. We didn't. We lived in quite a it was a quiet part. It wasn't a main road okay. though. Because we live Fair. kind of on a main road now. Yeah. It's a little bit busy, but our windows don't rattle. No. Well. When it's really windy, you can hear it in the air conditioner. Yeah, yeah. At the front of the house. But anyway, th- there's a- there's other little things. Like, we also had really bad bugs. Like, really bad bugs. And the house, like, allegedly was, you know, a clean house and all the rest of it. And we, even when we were there, it was fairly clean. But there were, like, big bugs everywhere. Like, big-ass Jumanji bugs. I reckon. Was the house built on, like, a cemetery or something? It sounds... Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, we, we basically, like, my mum was like, we can't stay here because it was just one thing after another. And there's other stuff that occurred, but um, it was to the point where she was like, we actually have to go. This is this just doesn't feel like a safe location. And even the morning that the removalists came and the truck was being loaded, I remember, because I had to mind the cats, because the cats were outside cats, and there was a like a drain at the back that led down into like a big sewerage type thing, like a drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know those really old big drains? So I had to go catch the cats and then sit with them in the bedroom that I hated because it was always making noises. And I was so scared that the door was going to lock. Even in the the middle of the day, I was petrified. Um, It didn't. And then we got our shit and left. Right? And then when we moved to this new place, it was brand new. No one had ever lived in it before. And the cats were fine. They were, like, coming in and out, no issues, no concerns. Like, everything was, like, almost back to normal. Yeah. I do believe in animal instinct, so... There is something. They know. Yeah. Like, they can, they've can. they got, like, a different level of sense yeah, around they do. places. I, I do believe that. So um, I will I'll give you credit for the, the, uh, the cats and them thinking there's something different. Yeah. Well, it was really scary. All right. So what are your final thoughts? Like, I'm staying strong, okay? So series, I've, a series of unfortunate events. I've never, ever had, like, a ghostly encounter. I don't I don't believe what... Well, the, the fact that I've never had one generally means I don't believe in it. And, like, as, as weird as the explanations sometimes do sound, I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. You guys were 12. I was 12. My brother was 6. And your mum had a headache. No, but, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take this offline and we're going to reconvene with my mum. 
and then we'll come back and I'll bring Sean back and we'll see if his position has changed because she, in fact, might remember some additional things that I don't remember. Look, I'm always up for that. (laughs) So bring it on. No problemo. Okay. Well, thanks. Let's leave the ghostly there. As with every episode, we close out with something lighter. And today I have a question for Sean and I'm going to provide my own answer. Okay, so let's say you've got 24 hours to live. What do you do in your last 24 hours? Originally I thought, okay, so this my original thought was you were going to give me 24 days to live. And I'm like, you've got a month to live. What are you going to do? 24 hours. I know, 24 hours. So look, I would really like to have... Uh, our close friends and family. And I know it's a bit mushy, but I'd like to do like a vow renewal of some description. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I think that would be that would be nice. Yeah. So that would be that Your would be the thing. first thing. And that would be like the evening event would have a nice dinner, plenty of drinks. Nice. Yeah. And so okay, so Do you want to know what my first item is? Okay, go for it. Literally the first thing on my list is take every drug known to mankind. (laughs) I kid you not, that's the first thing on my list. Really? You're just basically going to go like, wake up and go, I've got a whole day to live. I'm going to ruin it in the first five minutes. Pretty much. And then you're not going to, you're not going to know what's going on for the whole day. But I'm going to drink as well. I like copious amounts of wine. Yeah. So I'm going to be fucked up for my last 24 hours. Yeah, the whole day. (laughs) You probably won't make 24 hours. All right, what else are you doing? Oh, fair, fair. So... I'm going to be very sneaky. I'm going to either go on hire one of those super yachts. Oh. Or I'm going to go on hire like a Lamborghini or Ferrari. But if I do, I'm going to steal it. Yeah. Like it's not going back. Nah. And I'm what are going, they going to do? No, well, nothing. That's it. You go <laughs> hire it. So, okay, well, what we'll do, take a drugs, yeah. get the Ferrari. Yeah. Get our vows renewed. Get, quickly get the vows <laughs> renewed, have a few drinks, and then that's it. Um, so I They're also done. had, um, so I'd listen to music really loud. So maybe we can do that on the boat. We can just crank the tunes up, put a whole heap of subwoofers and like speakers and just crank Post Malone, just absolutely crank Post Malone, top volume level. And we're drinking and partying on the boat. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I had this funny, hilarious thought in my mind, like, Right, how are you going to prolong your day? Mm. And I'm like, you got to go into work. And you're like, why? Why do you got to go into work? It's because every minute at work... <laughs> it's torture. It feels like a, it feels like a year. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, right, well, I'm going to have a year here. <laughs> and, and that's it. Well, that's a pretty jam-packed day. But I'm going to... Drinking, gonna... stealing, vow renewals, boats, swimming. But there's a couple of other things I want to do. Okay. So when we finally get home... Yeah, in that, like our last... Probably the last hour or so. Yeah. I want to hold our cat. Oh, you don't get to hold the cat. <laughs> Every time you go to hold the cat, it's like... Screams. Screams. So I just want to hold him against his will and then just push myself close to him. For like an hour. Yeah, like just... Like a full just, hour. Yeah, just hold him really close because... You can't do that. He will scream the house down and plot our deaths, which I'm sure he does every day. Even when 
we're trying to lift him up. To, to be nice. To put him yeah. to safety because the dog has been tormenting him for yeah. an hour. He still screams. He still screams. Like, you can't, like, we're like, we're going to lift you over the gate now and take you but upstairs. But he knows, like, as soon as you lift him, as soon as you go pick him up and you're walking towards the stairs, he knows that's where he's going. Yeah. But he still, like, screams for the sake of screaming. Yeah. And, and then he scratches every single post. But he on looks the at you while he does it. We've got, like, wooden banisters. Um,. <laughs> Wooden. Oh, it's just the way you were gesturing what a wooden banister <laughs> looks like while you were. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got um, wooden pole banister things, and he knows he's not allowed to scratch them. But he, when he's over the other side of the gate, because we've got a gate to keep the dog downstairs, he will stop on the stairs, look at you, and then scratch the shit out of them. And you yell at him, and you're like, Max, stop it! Max, Max! And he just keeps going and then stops at his own pace and then just runs upstairs. Like sprints upstairs. Doesn't like. He's like, can't walk. get me, assholes, yeah. and runs. So I would hold the cat close. I'd probably take out a credit card and just go to like Chanel and just buy every handbag. And just have a like a bunch of handbags in your house when you're when you're gone skis. Yeah. And then I'd probably ask that one of them is buried or burnt with me, just so I can have something of Chanel. So I don't know if I want to be burnt or buried. This is a whole separate topic. Okay. Yeah. And then, my last thing, get a face tattoo. A face tattoo? Easy. (laughs) I don't know what, but I would get a face tattoo. Always (laughs) always tired. tired. (laughs) Post Malone. Is there anything else you'd do? No. Like, if, if I had more time, I would be like, we're going to Alaska. We're doing yeah, like, yeah, dog yeah. sledding. We're going to sleep in an igloo. We're going to have a white Christmas in New York. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're those cool things, but we just don't have enough time. No. So we're, we're pretty much going to go the other way and just torture people. Yeah. Be re- just just be criminals for 24 hours. And basically just get ripped. Yeah. I'm getting ripped tonight. <laughs> R.I.P. that. You know that TikTok? Uh, no. You don't? No, you're going to have to show me. Uh, I don't, okay. I'm not on TikTok. Lies, all lies. Well, that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed today's debunking of Amy's ghost story and some thoughts on how we would spend our last 24 hours. So, join Amy next week when she talks about education and more specifically, higher education. Now, I just wanted to thank you for having me today. And I know you've had a few little cameo appearances from me. So thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. And in the meantime, let's hang out on social media. So hit Amy up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop her an email at Aesthetic Vibes Podcast at Outlook.com. Until next time, bye. Bye.